good morning. And uh, this is Sports Plus show with uh, Big D, Baker, and Joe. I think the actual f- official title is Baker, Big D, and Joe. But me having the controls at the radio, I get to put my name first. We'll have to, we'll have to fight that one off fight that one off air but um good good morning matt uh matt's calling from western mass good morning everyone how's everyone doing good and then we have and this i matt you and i have to give hats off to joe who's waking up early on the west coast and i don't think he's he doesn't have little kids like i had and like you you have that wake you up early right oh kids waking you up Early at, at 3 a.m. like mine did last night? No, not yeah. at all. <laughs> 3 a.m. last night. I, I do have a I, I do have a dog, but this is one that he actually sleeps through the night and you know he, he gets up when I do. I get up at 5.15 this morning for this and you know he got up and went outside and did his thing. But uh, yeah, he usually will stay in bed as long as so, I do, which is uh, during fantastic the week, what time on those do days you, where you normally get up. You don't get up at five fifteen, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. No, it's usually like six thirty, seven okay. o'clock. I'm awake, yeah. and usually another forty-five minutes. I, I, I don't, I don't have anything pulling me out of bed really in the morning. So I, I tend to linger in bed a little longer now in in COVID times than I used yeah. to. But I'll, I'll stay in bed for forty-five minutes or so before I'll get up. Um, good. So here we are, coming to talk about sports and uh, trying to stay away from politics. Not and. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but before yeah, 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 before before we do, I, I just I want to I want to touch on something we were talking about last week, and we don't have to beat beat it to death, but we we're talking about how how we regard people that support Donald Trump in, in this election, and you know we kind of went back and forth a little bit, and I you know I. I want to say I don't know you know the fact that this election is even close is proof that we're collectively as a nation way too selfish selfish and people are, are voting yeah people are voting you know if you support him you're, you're you're admitting that you don't really care about the people in this country that are less fortunate or it, you know it, a million different things whether they're have a chronic condition and they they require a good health insurance plan or we you know whether you think people should get public benefits it it all seems to come from a, a point of selfishness and i want to read something that a friend of mine tweeted the other day and we talked about you know do we think these are bad people and i i think i'm i lean more yes than i've obviously either of you two i think you want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt as to their their character but i'm and this is what she wrote she said i don't hate you because of politics i hate you because you're a bleepy selfish cruel person i just happened to learn that by discussing politics and that's what i think is really important that these conversations they they reveal whether or not you're concerned for the welfare of others. And it's funny, you know, people always say that as you get older, you get more conservative. I've gone the complete opposite direction as I've gone older, gotten older, I've become a complete communist. And now, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 like well, you're I, said, I think it's all I very think when revealing. You cross, when you cross the border into Oregon, I think they make you become a communist. Isn't that the way you get in the state? <laughs> Well, what's what's funny is the state of Oregon is really, really yeah. conservative once you get outside of 
Portland, Salem, and Eugene, it's mostly, you know, ranch right. land. And I mean, most of the West is like that. And, you know, it's funny, we look at the, we've been seeing these electoral maps all over the place with the, you know, people, land doesn't vote, people do, you know, you see this juxtaposition of all the quote red territory, and then you see it weighted for population. And you realize that we just, it's, it's just kind of these little blotches of, of, bluedom of leftum amongst this giant sea of of red but population wise we're we're 50 50 or you know 45 45 if you believe all the polls yeah i don't i don't know so I, I, you both, you I, I don't know I, I just disagree with that i don't i'm not gonna put people in and 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 i say this as someone who doesn't support either of those candidates and i don't feel like I'm not someone sitting here saying, well, if you support Biden, you're this. And if you support Trump, you're this. I, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to go there and, and think that I, I, I don't know. I'll be probably writing in my candidate and, uh, <laughs> well, the, um, you know, I'm more traditional. I, I adhere to the, uh, two party system. I really, really, really wish conservatives and, and Republicans would make a rebound and become um, a viable, legitimate, uh, intelligent party because there is no one answer to the economy, uh, to a lot of things. And so, you know, they need to be a serious, um, uh, ideas-driven party, and they used to be, and they could be again. Um, I think that, you know, in the regards to sports and to society, the thing about the COVID crisis is that it has really shown uh, the inequities in society, the especially not having universal health care. There's just, it's a, it's a crime. And the thing is, if people are sick with COVID and don't get good treatment because they don't have a doctor, they don't have the money to pay for the emergency room, that's not good. That's not good for anybody. That's not good for society. So I think that the inequities, and then the other thing is the financial inequities. So I, I heard that Bezos, uh, you know, is, is, he has been earning, uh, I might get the figure wrong by um, the power of 10 or so, but it was something like $1,500 a minute. <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, so this, the, 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 you know, I, what I love about the United States is that we're a country that can change. And I think that, um, you know, Trump is not all evil and uh, Biden is not all good and Democrats are not all wonderful and Republicans aren't evil. Uh, but we need to be a country in which people participate on local levels and on, uh, on the national levels and, you know, feel that, that it's important that they have some feeling that authority, that media, that government is legitimate, it makes mistakes, just like science makes mistakes, changes their, their view, but that they're legitimate and that, you know, you need that kind of um, leadership in our, in our world, in our country. Well, it's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, Matt, you talked about writing in a candidate and, you know, effectively, all three of us, our presidential votes are meaningless because Biden's going to win Massachusetts and Oregon, no matter what you or I do. And it would be it would be fascinating. And I think so. It, it's funny. I read something a couple of weeks ago that every I, I believe it was like 60 to 100 years, the 
party system in the United States transforms. A third, another party emerges, one of the existing parties drops out, and we're way overdue for that. So I, I'd be very curious to see, regardless of what happens in this election, whether that somebody a third party comes to the forefront in the next four years or can at least win some congressional seats but it's interesting too it's, you know considering that all three of our presidential votes are meaningless and you know people need to pay more attention to local races to to congressional races to, to their state representatives because those people have a far greater effect on your day-to-day lives than than the people at the federal level and and you know, I hope I hope more people vote this time around because the the stakes do seem to be higher for a lot of people. So I hope it brings out more voters, and I hope they are thoughtful about the down ballot candidates because you know, like I said, those are the the people that have a far greater effect on what happens to us every day. And Matt, yeah, if, I agree with that. Yeah, Matt, if you and I were sitting across the table uh, in the in the teachers' room, um, I would be fighting you just on the fact that. You know, um, you know, Trump is a, is a bore, B-O-O-R. Uh, he's, you know, and, and that part is kind of objectionable. But my real issue is the lack of competency on handling the COVID crisis. There's no reason that, that the United States should have had half a million people die, which is what it's going to be very soon. It's just no reason. You know, Taiwan. You know, uh, other countries, but Taiwan is really the one to look at. But I mean, if we locked down, if we wore our mask in in January and February, you know, we would be, uh, Matt, you and I would be in the studio together now. I mean, so that's my whole objection. You're not going to get fighting for me on that. I, I think this has been handled grossly incompetently, if that's the, the right Which English. Is- Right, uh, but it, and at, that has nothing to do with party. Right. What's that? Well, but no, but it, it's this is a time where you, this is why you have national leadership. This was a time for national leadership. The, you know, this is like the FDR moment where you know, uh, you know, it just is. It just is. And uh, so, anyway, well, <laughs> so uh, well, I think I think I, well, I think this is where Trump's ego is getting in the way because he won't defer to right, the people right, that that right. the experts, the people that know more and than he him. Was, he's got to be, you know, he's got to be the most prominent voice in every every conversation. Himself, like me, because if he had deferred to science and let Fauci run the show, uh, you know, he'd be romping to reelection because most but, most first term presidents do get reelected. Yeah, here's what I'll say though. I mean, look, look I, I do think it, this, it has been handled horribly. And, and I think we as people have been failed on a lot of levels, including the federal level. But I don't think, and, and we're, we're totally, who knows, we're all hypothetical here in this, this part of the conversation, but we are seeing part of the problem with why I think people aren't coming coming to grips with a lot of this is because we are seeing the scientific process play out in real time. We are used to having scientists and yeah. pharmaceuticals, they, they go through their, their trial periods, they go through all their research. For years. And then years. And yeah. all we get is, this is good, do this. Right. We are seeing the process play out in real time. And so anybody who kind of understands science 
would understand that you learn through the failures and through the wrong way of, of doing things. It's, you know, diagnosing an illness, you have to find out what it's not before you can find out what it is. And we're seeing this play out in real time. So, you know, Dr. Fauci at the beginning saying, nope, don't wear a mask. Oh, no, wear a mask. Uh, you know, social distance. You know, even just now, just this past week, they changed the definition of a close contact, which for us in education is huge. It used to be you're considered a close contact if you are 15 minutes within six feet, 15 minutes straight. Now it's 15 minutes over a 24-hour period. That's a lot different for us teachers who are face-to-face, wow. you, know, you know, within that close distance with kids. So now over a 24-hour period, if I'm within six feet of a kid for 15 minutes, that becomes the, the close contact definition. So we're seeing all these definitions and procedures change in real time. And I do think, I, I honestly think there was no way Trump would come out of any of this smelling good. Because I do think if he deferred to Fauci and let and, and let science do his thing, I do think he would have still gotten killed for it. Because again, we're seeing the process play out in real time. Right. No, Any but I don't. I don't this would right. be thrown to Trump. He doesn't help himself out. He 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 has handled it wrong, in my opinion. But I don't think he would have came out of this smelling like roses. Well, in, right. In that's, that's yeah. Right. That's sort of you know. Uh, you're right. It's hypothetical. I like your, but your basic arguments really, really sound. But the thing is, and like, and it's true. Like the mask has been used, uh, you know, for scientists and Fauci saying don't uh, use the mask in the beginning. They were saying that for a couple reasons. One of the big reasons was they didn't want all the mask in the country to disappear, like all the toilet paper disappeared when people worried. That was what that was about, and that's why it changed really mm -hmm. fast. Yeah, so, you know, whatever, here we are in a tremendous <laughs> mess, mess. And so the thing is, so my my main criticism is mainly on the national level because we never made it, a, 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 you know, like during World War II, there was victory gardens. We never made that kind of, listen, we're in this huge country together. We're in a mess. You know, we've really got to button down and, uh, you know, live solo for a while. And if we do, we'll we'll be in a better I situation. I think we did for we did we did we we did for about three weeks. Right, and then, about three weeks right. in March and April, we did and went out the window. But yeah. so like, but the, what I would say is, on the state level, there's a lot of people who have done a good job, including the Republican governor of Massachusetts. You know, Massachusetts right now, yesterday had the highest coronavirus total that it's had for, I guess, since June or maybe, you know, it's, in other words, even though we're considered safe and, and uh, doing well, our rate is going up. It is. I, I've actually, I've heard talk, uh, it's, it's, you know, quiet chatter, but um, talk as far as the governor might be making a decision for the schools in the state and taking it out of the locals. Boston and Cape Cod are shooting Boston up. Boston schools are closed. They're remote. <laughs> Numbers right. are shooting now, up. <laughs> no, but Boston school kids go to school remotely now. Um, but it's interesting, too. So just like in, in my little local area here in Western Mass, you, we've got Agawam, right? That's where I live. That's where I, I teach. And our, I believe we are in the yellow color. I think we're trending towards yellow if we're not already there. 
uh, Springfield, who's all remote, is red. Chicopee, who is all in, is red. Holyoke is red. East Long Meadow, who is all remote, is red. West Springfield, who is all remote, switching over to a hybrid on Monday, is in the red. And so, like, it's just interesting how there right. are these little pockets right. um, of, of trending towards red. And so I, I've just heard quiet chatter that the governor might be doing a, a quick little, hey, let's two weeks before it really gets out of control. You know, who knows? We'll see, I guess. We're, we're, it's all just... Joe, Joe, what's happening in, in Oregon? Is the coronavirus rate going up there? No, we've we've stabilized. We're actually have one of the best you know, handfuls of, of rates of infection in, in the country right now. Uh, schools are open. They're starting to resume uh, high school sports now here too. I don't know how long that's going to last. It seems like everyone's kind of falling off the cliff, like is happening in Massachusetts and New York and a, a dozen other states are having a whole lot of trouble right now. And it's not to be fair. It's not just in this country either. We see right, this happening right. all across the world right now. We were warned. We were warned about a second wave, and it, it appears like that's what's well, happening. Well, no, and, no, you know, uh, the cold au contraire. Is this is worse. our third wave. We've already had our second wave. You know, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, we point. we went and up the, the early when we first pretty... got it, dropped down, but we never dropped down below like twenty thousand yeah. cases a day. Then we went up to fifty, sixty thousand cases, and then we only dropped down to thirty, and now we're flying up. Again, so this is, for us, it's a third wave. And for us, so that's my big objection, is that when you look at the civilized world, yes, many other countries also are battling it, but almost to a to every single one is doing a better job than we are. Um, yeah. Well, they all had, right, they all seem to have had a period of success that we never, we have not yet right. enjoyed. Right. I, it's going to be a... And, you know, I know, Daryl, you probably want to get off of politics. We're, we're getting close enough. We only have one more show before the election. So maybe, right. you know, we can start to fade with some of the stuff a little bit. But we're really headed to, you know, Matt, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how far away we are from civil war. And, you know, this is a perfect, I hate to use the cliche, but this is a perfect storm of, of stuff. If we have a contested election, uh, the failure by, by Congress to provide any more relief for people who have lost their jobs or, 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 you know, who are hurting in a, in a million different ways. And, and this, you know, the, the, the disease, the virus coming back stronger than ever, not just the, the physical damage that's going to cause, but the contentiousness that's going to cause around reopening and not reopening and reclosing and not reclosing. It's going to be a very ugly, mid-November to mid-January. Matt, I want to hear your answer to this, too. So I'm piggybacking on what Joe said. But my question for you, Matt, is like, so I'm old. I've been around forever. Uh, I never, and and I've disliked many presidents uh, and governors, I've never, ever felt that the United States democracy is threatened until now. And do you feel that same way? Do you feel that democracy in the United States is threatened. You know, what I what I think is just a, a lot of it is due to I think the social media piece to it, and I think it's I don't 
even think it's as bad as it appears to be, even though like we, we I, 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 I've said, yeah, I feel like a civil war is brewing and, and I don't know, Daryl, I guess I, I'm holding on to hope. Good, good, um, good, good, good. And I am too, I, I'm, I'm an optimist. You and I are optimists. You know, I, I just think, I, I think it'll ebb and flow. And I think, you know, when I, I do, Joe, I do, I am concerned about, you know, everything, th this, I don't think this holiday season is going to be filled with uh, <laughs> mistletoe and warm hugs. <laughs> but uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. I'm at, it, it's tough. Yeah, it, it's well, tough. I, just, I, I, I don't see adults acting like adults. I, you know, and I think we, we've gone for, I remember, you know, being a young adult and, and you talk to kind of before really social media and Twitter and Snapchats and all this stuff. And it's, you know, what were the few things you didn't talk about? at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> Were the things that I and talked about. Politics. <laughs> are the, well, but no, Daryl, it's the things that you and I always right. talked about because I always felt like we, we're adults right. and we can understand And, and, that and you don't have to think the exact same way that I think. But now, so we've, we've conditioned people, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about politics. And now we still don't talk about politics or religion, but we post right. about it and we, and we, we shout about it. Yeah. We, we yell on our social media mountains how loud we love our candidate right. and hate the other right. guy and 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 i think it's it's just it's kind of silly you know no, it's I worse than silly it's, it's, it's we've it. lost yeah, civility i'm gonna post about it and, and yell yeah. it just we've lost civility and civility is very important you know it's important that like that's why i always enjoyed and the Joe, the teachers would look on in agony as Matt and I continued our discussions, you know, because first off, everybody <laughs> wants everybody to agree all the time, you know, and Matt and I, you know, we're basically on the same channel, but we, you know, we look at several things quite differently. And, uh, you know, they're all sitting there. None of them ever, ever, ever would peep up and say a word. <laughs> even if, even if we asked them directly, well, what do you think? You know? They'd look down. <laughs> So yeah, so I don't know, you know, it, that's what worries me. And I actually and I do think that's sort of Trump's one, one of his downfalls is that he, just, he doesn't help with that civility. Right. Yeah. Um, he, oh, he's taken us so, so far in, backwards in three in four years in that regard, I think. Yeah, you know, he's right. He's entrenched and, in. Yeah, in, no. Governing his and, and I should not say stuff like Joe, your feet smell, you know, and you know it's like you know, and come up with um, you know awful nicknames for you and all that stuff. But okay, so let's slightly move this ex excellent discussion to sports. And so the question I'm going to put out to you two is, you know, so COVID hit, everything closed down, and sports were gone. And then there's these sports junkies. Three of them are broadcasting this show right now. And, you know, we're all I, – I was really nervous in the beginning because I usually don't like to watch old games. But I was like, that's all I could watch was, you know, old Celtics or, you know, um, that kind of stuff. Um, or the uh, Red Sox coming from three down to beat the Yankees. You know, I, I could watch those things except 
I don't really like watching it. Once it's over, I like the liveness of sports. So here we are, no sports. Yeah. So my question is, did professional sports, and let's stay on them more than college to begin with, did professional sports take advantage of being a positive force in society through their fame uh, and leading people in the right direction on how to combat COVID. I, what do you mean? So Did in other they... words, when baseball, football, basketball is sitting around, when the pro sports are sitting around saying, hey, we're going to open up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, did they – did they say, uh, you know, but we want to make sure that we convey how important uh, mask and social distancing is, that we make our make it clear that our arenas are going to be open for voting, that we're going to, um, you know, we're going to do things first in the, you know, at, we're going to be leading the uh, fight against COVID or, you know, or my feeling is they opened, the owners opened because they needed the economic machine running again. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and, and the players needed to get their lives moving too. So I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure under, I don't know what if I'm I understand saying, what you're actually okay. asking, but Go ahead. I, I think everything closed down, I think all the professional sport, I do think they, with the exception of football at the beginning, they kind of waited a little bit longer because they had a little, they were in their off season. I do think the leagues and the players associations got together and, and tried to think of how do we, how do we reopen the safest? And for guys who don't want to play, what do we do for them to, to compensate them if they don't feel like they can play safely? I, I, I feel like, the leagues, I, I actually, and I know you guys disagree with how football's handling it. I think the leagues are handling it as responsible as responsible as they can. I don't know how else you would, if your goal, if if you are going to start a football season, I don't know how else you would do it. So I, I kind of think the professional leagues, the athletes, I think they did the best okay. that they could. Joe. Well, I mean, I think the, I think there's two parts to this. There's the have they operated safely to their to the best of their ability, and I think I think football trying to play a full season, the NFL trying to play a full season is short sighted. I think they should have scheduled 12 games for every team. Now they're talking about pushing the Super Bowl back, pushing everything back a few weeks, and adding more bye weeks. And it's just going to get complicated and, and unfair, and to the point where the sort of arbitrary application of penalties and and reschedulings and forfeits and it doesn't seem to have any consistency to it and i feel like it's it's already affected the competitive balance of a couple of games and you know it's going to leave a team in or out of the playoffs and you know it, it's i don't know what the what the solution is at this point um you know whether you can just continue to reshuffle and add some weeks to the end of the season but i think the other part of the question and I hope I'm getting this right, Daryl. Is are they are the are they accomplishing anything with regards to advancing the social causes that were so important to us in May and June and July and seem to have been seem to be fading a little bit? And I think the, you pointed to the one really concrete thing, which is the NBA arenas opening up to voting. And I know there's and a the few WNBA, places where they had to. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a few places where they had to scrap those plans, but there's some some cities where it's been a tremendous success, and it's going to give access to voting to a lot of people who ordinarily wouldn't be able to vote. And I've heard some stories about voting in these NBA arenas where lines for regular polling places are three and four hours long where people walk in and because they have a hundred voting machines on the floor of the arena in Houston, people can vote in 20 minutes. And I just want to make, take a quick digression and say, we see these stories about people waiting in line for hours to vote and they're framed like this is a, dedicated act of patriotism that is a giant damn shame that people have to wait hours all day to vote it's and, you know I, I've I know I've said this before we vote by vote by mail in Oregon I don't know why every state doesn't do it that way it is relaxing and convenient and wonderful and I know Daryl you voted by mail this year too yeah and it just seems like we, we should all be doing it that way. And this is what it's leading to, to the exclusion of a lot of people who, who can't go stand online. If I had to stand, I'm not physically able to stand <laughs> no, up for eight I'd hours. I'd have to bring a chair if with I had to you, go right. stand online for eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how I would pull that off at this point. And there's a lot of people who are not going to be able to vote because of that. And I just, it just bugs me to see it framed as like a, you know, uh, uh, it is a patriotic act to go stand in line for eight hours to vote, but it right. shouldn't be necessary. So, so the reason I was sort of asking that is I just kind of, I have this nagging feeling that, you know, and I, you know, obviously I'm very pro um, uh, NBA. Um, and I think that the men and the women in professional basketball did an exemplary job of, you know, pushing voting uh, pushing Black Lives Matter. And so I really appreciate that. I haven't seen that same uh, devotion to social issues in uh, baseball and football. That's typical. Well, and, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we've mentioned that before, and, and in baseball, it comes from it's because of the player base. They are typically more conservative than NBA players, particularly, and also we talked about the Latin players that don't have that tradition of being able to speak out against their government. If you're from Venezuela, you don't, you're not used to that. That's not an inclination you have, and the NFL is just too corporate. I mean, for there, you can blame the ownership. Basically, I've paid a very high cable bill for many years, and I spend all my time watching, uh, historically, I spent all my time watching basketball, football, and then baseball, not the whole game, but tuning in and out of it. And so I would say that before COVID, I watched a lot of sports. Now, even though sports are back, and even though I still love sports just as much, I am not watching as much sports as I used to. Is it just because you're otherwise occupied? Well, there is that. There is having to spend. Well, so yes, that's a very good question. So yes, I spend seven hours a day on screens. So, you know, after that, I want to just look at a page or look at the outside or, you know, maybe listen to some music. But I've really lost my energy for looking at more screens interesting how about you matt are you yeah i mean that's interesting i mean i i haven't watched we're three games into the world series and i obviously i honestly 
haven't watched. Who won the third game? Who won the third Dod- game? Dodgers. Dodgers won last night, yeah. Dodgers, yeah. And I, I, so I haven't watched any of that. Um, and I, it's not because I dislike, I like the Rays. Um, but I do think actually when we can, I think if the Rays win, that's really bad for baseball and the players. I agree. I think it's the Red really, Sox really are bad suffering. for baseball. Right. And the Red but, um, Sox are going to become the Rays too. So that's for a Red Sox fan. I'm not very happy about that. And that's a matter whether we get to that this week or not. I agree. What the Rays are doing is bad for baseball. I think. Yes. I, I um, think it's very bad yeah. for baseball um, and, and agents and, and all, but anyway, um, so I, I haven't been watching a lot of sports, but I kind of think I wouldn't be anyway. Cause I, I really don't watch the world series. If the Yankees aren't in it, I'm not watching the World Series until it's, you know, a potentially series-ending game. And right. even then, I'll tune in to the end of the game. I do I do like seeing the end of it and, and the players celebrate. Right. Um, I'm watching football. I'm not watching as much college football. But I really, over the last six years since I've had kids, I, I can't give up Saturdays and Sundays. I've managed to work <laughs> out a deal with Jill where – I can have Sundays to watch professional football, and I, I fold all the laundry while I'm watching football. Now, do the boys watch the football with you, or do they go out and play with with Jill? No, they're in and out. It, yeah. I, I honestly – So they're not sitting there su- be, glued to their seat watching the no, whole game? No, and, and I'm not either anymore. I'm really right, not anymore. Right. Um, you know, just a few weeks, Sundays ago, uh, maybe a month ago, you know, we go apple picking. Sundays are usually our day to do something as a family, so – I usually, um, you know, we went up to Mount Tom the other weekend. Uh, we hiked up there. And, and so I'm usually yeah, home nice. by like the four o'clock game. So four o'clock game, we kind of settle in. I've got my laundry to fold. I can bet and I can watch <laughs> football and Sunday night football. And, awesome. Joe, how are you on sports? You watching a lot? You watching funny, not so I can't much. believe I'm the only one that's watching the World Series. I mean, I've watched most of it. It's actually been a pretty good series so far. I think – Matt, I don't think you have to worry about the Rays winning. I think. But wait a minute. Okay, so. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, do you think it's exciting that every run is scored by a home run? <laughs> well, you know what? It, you know, like interestingly enough, it hasn't quite been so extreme. The first couple games almost were, but the, the game three was not. And there was uh, this guy um, Bueller for the Dodgers pitched a masterpiece yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I don't know how. His ball is so live in the last... I saw he was... The last he, six to eight feet, his fastball moves so well, much. I, I, saw, I checked in the fifth inning. Yeah, he was... It, in the fifth inning, I think it was 5 nothing or something, but it was... Um, or 5-1, but... but um, how how late did he, he go in the game? Six, I think, six and change, and gave up a one run, and yeah. they ended up winning six to two. But I I think they've got a couple dominant pitchers that just can't be hit. And I again, it's again, it's they it's do. a karma thing. Yeah. I think the Astros losing and the the Rays losing, I think, is is fitting for how, <laughs> how they got to where they are. But it's I you know since basketball has ended, I'm definitely watching a lot less sports. Again, I know you guys don't care about auto racing, but all that's sort of coming to a head the last couple of weeks of NASCAR are coming. Joe, we're talking no, sports. No, no, we're no, talking about sports. Why did you mention me, auto racing? We're going. talking about but sports. I think it's funny. I haven't, I haven't watched. I literally have not, I have not watched a minute of college football, which I think is 
bit of an internal right. protest against the fact that they're even playing college football this season. Um, I oh, and, and which by the way, let's make sure we talk about Saban and his test and his his uh, coaching two days after his test. But um, yeah. yeah, so you're you're down a little bit, and that's what they're seeing the Marist poll which they do really good polls, um, found that they found a couple interesting things is that basically um, there's almost as many f- women uh, sports fans as there are male f- sports fans, which uh, going back 30, 40 years, I would say that wasn't true, that sports was mainly a male thing. So I'm really glad to see that. But they did find out that, that say, 48% of people – self-reported that they were watching a lot less well, I know the, the this is like the lowest rated world series in decades and this actually leads me to something matt that you mentioned before the call which before we started recording uh, about antonio brown signing with the buccaneers and you know th- and the nfl notoriously has about a 50 percent about 50 percent of its fan base are women and the fact that they'll let Antonio Brown come back into the league with the the accusations of domestic abuse against him and the fact that there there's still, you know, a couple of these cases are still pending. And so there's there, it sends a really, really bad message to women that they don't really so much care about about this issue if they're gonna let this guy just walk back into the league. And I can't I can't believe after his it just proves that if you're talented enough you can have an infinite number of chances no matter what your transgressions are right well i agree with that last part if you're talented enough if you're going to help a team win and the team is willing to have you but he did serve he does have his eight game suspension so he's not just it's not like he's just what was the suspension for do you know for the the allegations and and okay. conduct detrimental to the league i believe i don't know so exactly that's a good what point Joe. Is, that's a good point he was i mean he was signed by the patriots and then these allegations came out the patriots released him and he was suspended for the rest of last year and the first eight games of this season so so he served his time. He's, he's like a fellow you know, who should so be I, able to vote. I agree with you, Joe. If you're talented enough, if you're talented enough and, and the team thinks you're going to help them win, they're willing to take that chance with you. But Unless you're Colin Kaepernick. To say he should never play again. Unless you're Colin Kaepernick. Good one. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, fair. But, you know, yeah, yeah. I so so you can't kneel for the national anthem, <laughs> but you can beat up your girlfriend. And you can kill dogs. I mean, it's the same same argument. Yeah. But with it, so, it comes down to it. It comes down to it. It, it comes that with Colin Kaepernick. I think if he was trending towards being a backup quarterback, um, and he was even that when he that last year with the 49ers, his. Yes, I do believe he would help some teams because some teams, any one of us could be their backup quarterback. Um, so he, he could have helped teams there. But then it becomes sort of, in my opinion, how I think the league looked at it is, do we want this this distraction? It's going to hurt us. 
financially why, why is that a worse distraction than quarter. someone who beats up his girlfriend that's, that's <laughs> go Joe board on Joe board to me how, how is that uh, to, get, to, to, to not even start with the fact that kneeling is a sign of respect and he went through this with veterans there's a guy named Nate right. do you guys know this guy Nate Boyer right. played for Texas was a was a army ranger no. and then came back and played college football at Texas as a 27-year-old guy. This guy's fascinating. So we'll have to see if we can get him on because he's got some amazing stories. But he spoke to Kaepernick before Kaepernick began his protests. And his his initial um, inclination, Kaepernick's, was to sit during the anthem. And Boyer encouraged him to kneel because – that is a, we kneel in church we kneel for prayer we kneel in it's right. a sign of respect you do genuflect in front of the king we do you know it's and somehow that got twisted right. to him disrespecting the f- which is just like you're right and it got twisted just like the mask it got twisted into being a uh, sign of uh, political freedom where it's no, it's a, it's just a, a, a public health issue. And it goes all. back to consideration. Uh, yeah. So no, listen, I, I, here we I, are. I agree. I, I'm not. I, I agree. Um, I don't know. And, and he did. He started with the sitting. The whole kneeling thing was his way of saying, "I'm not trying to be disrespectful," but he wanted to prove his point. I hate Antonio Brown. I can't stand that guy. If Same he was here. not in the league yeah. again, I'd be happy with it. But. I, I Who signed think... him, Joe? The Bucks. What's that? The Bucks. Who your, signed your him? Buddy Brady. The Bucks. Your buddy Brady wants him back. Oh no! Yeah. Tom Brady is the a, one who, who great, got him in the league. Oh, he basically. had a great first game with Brady. So barely even practicing, he had a ton of receptions. So, I, you know, I I think uh, it's it's not. But I where I disagree is I don't just think it's oh well, he's just walking into the league and the league is saying oh I don't care if you if you hit women. I mean he he served. He was suspended and he served his suspension. He still he signed. He still can't play for two more weeks. He won't be eligible yeah, I mean, to return until week nine. Joe, I've got to agree with Matt. I um, I, I absolutely uh, cannot stomach people who did what he did or what he's alleged to do. But I also sort of feel like he's. He's like served his. But he hasn't. He hasn't faced all the legal system consequences yet. And there's just as there's a decent chance he's going to get, you know, sent to jail or at least put on probation to where he's not going to be able to play anyway. My question, Matt, how would you feel if he if the if he had signed with the Giants? Football football reasons aside, you know, leave the football considerations aside. But and I, I had the same conversation with my brother-in-law, who's a dog lover. They my he and my sister own two dogs. And he's an Eagles fan. So when they signed Michael Vick, he and I had this conversation and it, it sort of dinged his fandom a little bit. I, I'm curious, had they signed Antonio Brown, would that have done the same for you? I don't, I, I, I think he, he's, I don't like Antonio Brown at all. I think he's an awful human being. And even, you know, with the, the ex-girlfriend allegations aside, if you look at some of his comments and, seeing how he yeah. kind of treats and talks down to other people. I'm not a fan of his. If he was signed with the Giants, I wouldn't be happy. Um, I think he's the type of guy who's going to come in and destroy the Buccaneers locker room for whatever, you know, chemistry they have now. I think he comes in and I just think he tears it apart. That's why Bruce Arians didn't want him to begin with because he coached him in Pittsburgh. He knows what he's about. But Tom Brady 
talked him into it for whatever reason. Um, I don't, so it's interesting though, with the Michael Vick stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's like every week I, you know, Joe, before you joined the show, Matt and I would like spend a fair amount of time sort of outlining what we're, you know, when sports were actually happening, you know, like, what are we going to cover this time? Are we going to cover college football? Are we going to, you know, that type, you know, sort of think about it. We don't even, we don't even plan anymore because it's just and like right now we've got just a little over 10 minutes left and <laughs> we haven't even got to UMass. I've got to yeah, talk yeah. about UMass, but it's, uh, I just, I just think it's a fascinating time. And, you know, what used to be a really clear thing that there was sports and there was politics. They were two separate, you know, if you had your Venn diagram, they weren't meeting. Yeah. Well, Darryl, I, I, my, my last point on Antonio Brown is though, and, and Joe, yeah, if he, it, the, the league hasn't come out and said they won't resuspend him if, if it comes. I mean, if he gets sent to, to, to jail or probation or if more things come out, he can still get suspended again. He can still get kicked out of the league. But, you know, I think he served his suspension. He was looking to get signed all year. And, and last year he was looking to get signed. Teams stayed away from him. His suspension's up. They sign him now, so he has, you know, he can get on the field for week nine. Yeah, I just, I don't think any of us expect this to end well for the Buccaneers. It's the, there's going to be, in two more, in two more <laughs> weeks, we're going to be talking about the catastrophic blow up that he had that led to him being released. But, Daryl, you, you talk about preparation when, and you know we uh, we do a little you know I do a little bit of preparing for each show I take some notes but honestly most of the time when I open my mouth and start talking I don't know right. what's going to come out so, right right that's the extent of my <laughs> right. so preparation. let me bring it to you Mass for a second so when you know this they have this uh, uh, athletic director Banford and I kind of like the guy's young and uh, I think he's done an all right job he hired Matt McCall to coach the basketball team and Matt McCall came to him, and, and he had these free tickets uh, for some event that was happening on campus, and he wanted to make sure it was okay. It turned out that the event was free for all students, so it you know, wasn't an issue. But it led Bamford to begin an internal um, investigation of the UMass system just to make sure they were clean. And they found these very minor – so – they overpaid uh, athletes $9,000 divided among three, 13 uh, student athletes. Uh, 10 of them were basketball players. The worst thing, not, and so the, <laughs> the, the um, so, you know, it, it wasn't honestly a big deal. It's not like, I mean, you could name a lot more college scandals that are real scandals. This was more, because they were getting a fixed amount of money and they moved into another uh, on-campus situation that was really cost less. So they should have been paid less money, had less money on their scholarship than they had, adding up to, you know, 9,000 total. And so they reported it, self-reported it to the NCA. They asked the NCA for double help, for help. And like, oh my God, what a mistake. <laughs> you, uh, you, the NCAA, basically gave him like the death penalty, especially for tennis. There was this really cool coach called Judy Dixon. And my son, when he was really young, uh, delivered newspapers to her house. And, uh, you know, I always really liked her. She was a great tennis coach. And so this was, I don't know, 2017, something like that. She's getting ready to retire. She's about my age. 
Um, and she had a really good team and they had added an extra player that was really good. And they ended up winning the A-10 championship for the first time in a long time. So part of this penalty, and so they had two tennis players that got like $200 extra. The tennis team has been forced to renounce their title and, you know, and these individual players who were really good, some one, the one I was reading about was a tennis pro is, you know, they're just like upset. It's, and, and UMass is protesting uh, the penalties, but there you are. So <laughs> there's my rant. But what, no, nothing, um, I didn't read anything about like future scholarships, right? Did they lose uh, Two years of probation. You're right. I don't know what else it is future. I, I know they're on probation for two Well, that's years. funny because so it's not so much a death penalty. Their programs can continue well, to grow. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's sort of like if you um, accidentally tripped a kid uh, in, in class and you went, you were put up uh, in court for uh, abusing a, a 12-year-old kid, you know, or something like that. I mean, it's a way overreaction. Well, other than the vacated title, it's really, it's kind of a slap on the wrist, a $5,000 fine, and vacation of the basketball wins means nothing because they didn't win any championships. And, and <laughs> you, you ask a player that played in those games, well, no, I, no, well, we won, we beat St. Joe's, but the title got vacated by the NCAA. So, no, that's not how they're regarding those games. And I don't think those players that played in that, so maybe they come, they take the plaque away, but to those players that played in those championships, it, regardless of whether it was UMass or the team they beat, they're not that team that they beat that's now ha been handed the championship doesn't think of themselves as the real champions, especially when it happens. Was yeah. it 2017? Right, but I, but I, but the players, the UMass tennis player that that uh, you know this article was about was really upset. You know that she had she could no longer you know. So uh, my, my, I guess my main point on this is that the NCAA really overreacted to a minor situation. But I guess what you're saying is the penalty wasn't that bad. So I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it wasn't an overreaction. I mean, because I, I do think, and it's hard, right? I, I've never been, I was not a college athlete who ever had anything vacated or, or anything, but I would imagine I would still go around. I know if I beat you or if I lost, or, you know, so, you know, what a university claims, what kind of banner is hanging in the gym or what plaque they take in right. the and trophy I mean, case. That's not going to be as an individual. The, uh, you're bringing back the Canby situation at UMass and mm -hmm. UMass getting to the final sure, four. Right. And, and that got vacated because of a, a, a gold chain. Right, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what bugs me when, is when the NCAA punishes the current players for what happened mm -hmm. in the past. Yeah. That's what bothers me. Like, I, and, and for me, the big – Daryl, give me a sign if we're over time here. Remember sure, the, no, we got uh, about four minutes. Remember the Reggie Bush – USC stuff. Reggie Bush. Reggie no. Bush was a running back for USC. He won the Heisman. Um, and after he's now he's in the NFL. He's playing for the Saints. And it comes out him and Pete Carroll and, and all this illegal money and funds and boosters and all that. And so they had oh, to yeah. Reggie Bush had to give back his Heisman. Uh, they had to vacate wins and they lost scholarships. 
for their football program. And their football program has never recovered since. And so that's what kind of bugs me when the people who were responsible for the transgressions were Reggie Bush and Pete Carroll. They both left to head to the NFL. Mm -hmm. And now right. new, new, new coaches and new players who are in on that organization are now dealing with the punishment of it. That's what bugs well, me about NCAA sanctions. So as right. long as the NCAA didn't touch you, you know, you're on two year probation, they're going to watch you, but you can still have your scholarships. You know, if you vacate, if you take something out of a trophy case, I know as an athlete, I still did what I did. You know, I, so I, I think it's a slap on the wrist. So, all right. So in our last three minutes, what about college football? I mean, like, so Big Ten is opening today. Mm-hmm. You know, time, so it's time for predictions. Um, I, I think I'm – well, let's talk World Series. I'm predicting the Dodgers win. Joe? Yeah, I would have said Dodgers in five before the thing started, but maybe it'll go six. But, I, yeah, I still think the Dodgers yeah. are clearly the better team. Matt, Dodgers – yeah, too, I think they're too good. You know, I think they're I think too good. And all, I can't tell you how much I love Mookie Betts. I can't tell you how much I love Mookie Betts. Works a walk. And this is a close game. This is the rally that won the game. I think this is the first game, maybe. Uh, you know, and, and he steals second. Uh, and now and then another guy's walked, I think. And now it's first and second. He steals third. You know, and then the best play of all it's a little ground ball to third base and he scores home on a ground ball to third base. And that led to a, like a four run inning. And that led to the Dodgers winning that game. I love Mookie Betts. (laughs) Why can't he play for a team like the Red Sox? And it's like, I really dislike the fact that the Red Sox couldn't figure out a way to keep him. I like, I just like, he very clearly enjoys playing baseball and he's you could see he, he's like a he's kid. everything that's right about sports he's like a kid and if you're playing baseball as a 20 or 30 something year old man you should be able to act like a kid right isn't that isn't ever everybody's dream to play right. the like right right yeah. you're playing a game yeah but i do I, i'm really enjoying watching these guys yeah turner, so matt third baseman turner he's, he's with the giant red hair huge beard yeah, yeah they're they're fun yeah, I know, and a, and a great, and he's a good fielder. Besides hitting, uh, made, smashing made, the ball. Watch last night's game. He made two fantastic plays last night. You you would I think appreciate. Oh, good. No, I I, I can watch him in in uh, afterwards. Um, yeah. So uh, last minute, Matt, what do you wanna what do you wanna leave uh, our listeners with? Uh, the Giants are <laughs> awful. Are, no, the they, are they are done. Why am I a sports fan? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. The Yankees are in great shape for next year. But what about what's the Giants' record? Oh, oh and five. They win. No, they won. They're they're one and in, they're whatever. a game and a half out of first one place in, five, in that terrible yeah. division. I turn. I I I turn. <laughs> yeah, that division. I, I turned on NFL football for thirty seconds <laughs> on Sunday, and uh-huh. I watched Daniel Jones run eighty yards down the middle of the field and then fall, trip yeah. tripped over the ten yard line, and I shut it off. I can't watch any more of this, but I tried. Yeah, that that's that's uh, Giants in a nutshell. I don't know. They're they're a bad team. So, are you actually watching the Giants games? Because they've had the last two weeks have been pretty entertaining not necessarily the results but well they their game they won against washington was because the guy went for to win it at the at the for two points instead of overtime yeah 
Um, I'm following the games. Yeah. I can't watch them yeah. because uh, I don't, you know, all my right. cable. Hey. All I don't right. have Sorry, Joe, network. Uh, but we're done. And... So we all got to say goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry about the audio quality on my mic. We've got some sort of technical Zoom difficulty we've got to figure out here, uh, but we'll get it figured out for next week. Thanks to Daryl for sitting in the studio and hosting us. And thanks to WXOJ Radio in Springfield, Massachusetts for providing us those facilities. You can listen live every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern at valleyfreeradio.org. Thanks again, folks. Talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.